Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 332 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we continue with November the 23rd to November the 29th, covering Ether 12-15, By Faith All Things Are Fulfilled. Um, and today we're covering the section, um, moving into Ether Chapter 13 now, Rejecting the Prophets Brings Spiritual Danger. Uh, we're just going to conclude Ether 12 to begin with, though. And in Ether 12.34, Moroni is continuing his uh, his words to us, and he talks about the need that we have for charity. Interestingly, this chapter is focused on faith, but he also begins to talk about this very important Christ-like attribute. He says, And now I know that this love which thou hast had for the children of men is charity. Wherefore, except men shall have charity, they cannot inherit that place which thou hast prepared in the mansions of thy father. So he's speaking to the Saviour. And he's talking about um, the charity which um, the, the Saviour has for us and how we need to have this charity as well. Um, President Daniel H. Oaks says this, quote, We are challenged to move through a process of conversion toward that status and condition called eternal life. This is achieved by not just by doing what is right, but by doing it for the right reason, for the pure love of Christ. The Apostle Paul illustrated this in his famous teaching about the importance of charity. The reason charity never fails and the reason charity is greater than even the most significant acts of goodness, he cited, is that charity, the pure love of Christ, is not an act but a condition or state of being. Charity is attained through a succession of acts that results in conversion. Charity is something one becomes. Thus, as Moroni declared, except men shall have charity, they cannot inherit the place prepared for them in the mansions of the Father. Close quote. Charity is so important. And we know in later chapters that Moroni again talks about charity, or rather he shares an epistle. Oh, actually, well, I, th- I think I made a mistake there. I think Moroni actually does talk about charity, um, or rather his father does. And we'll get to that in Moroni chapter 7. Uh, and so um, it's interesting, though, because in verse 36, he actually prays the Lord will give the, get the Gentiles grace so that, they, so that may, they might have charity. But in verse 37, the Lord says something interesting. He says, and it came to pass, the Lord said unto me, if they have not charity, it mattereth not unto thee. Thou hast been faithful, wherefore thy garments shall be made clean. And because thou hast seen thy weakness, thou shalt be made strong. Um, It's interesting that Moroni can't pray for charity for others. Uh, The Lord says it it doesn't matter to him. Um, The important thing is that he's seen his charity and that he, uh, sorry, his weakness and he's become humbled and become strengthened because of that. President Russell M. Nelson talks about how we need to overcome our weaknesses. He says, quote, We should not be discouraged or depressed by our shortcomings. No one is without weakness. As part of the divine plan, we are tested to see whether we master weakness or let weakness master ourselves. Or let weakness master us. Um, proper diagnosis is essential to proper treatment, but wishing for strength won't make us strong. It takes faith and work to shore up a weakened cord of integrity. We know the process of self-repair called repentance, close quote. I love that. Obviously, as a scientific um, um, person, uh, as a medical person, uh, President Nelson is so wonderful in teaching about repentance and about repair, repairing the, the soul, like, like repairing the body and various things like that. And then Moroni um, gives us a second farewell at the end of this, which is quite interesting. He talks about bidding farewell to the Gentiles and to the brethren who he loves until they meet the judgment seat. 
It talks about how that they will see Jesus and that they need to seek Jesus. Um, so this is kind of a moment where Moroni seems to think he's not going to say anymore. Perhaps he did plan to finish the record of the, of the Jaredites, but perhaps he thought that would be the end of it. He wasn't sure if he would be able to write anything else himself. Or perhaps he wasn't planning to finish the record of the Jaredites at all. But then he found that he had more time left, and so he does. Uh, we see the Jaredites reach their, uh, their, their sickening end. Um, and then we get some more words from Moroni as well. But whatever the reason was, we move into Ether chapter 13 and continue this record. Now, um, Ether testifies a lot to the people about New Jerusalem, about um, many things, uh, a lot of things. And it seems that they ignore him. In fact, they don't, they don't just ignore him. Um, the brother of Jared, uh, the, sorry, Moroni comments that uh, he was going to write more of Ether's prophecies, but he wasn't allowed because of how wonderful they were. But he basically goes and hides in a rock uh, because of how much his life is in danger. We've seen what happened to previous prophets in the Jaredites when the people were wicked, and it seems that Ether was about to suffer the same fate. In verse 14, it says that he dwelt in the cavity of a rock, and he made the remainder of his record, viewing the destructions which came upon the people by night. So basically, he lives a very recluse life because he has to. Um, but I think we sometimes forget that Ether, and I sometimes forget that Ether wasn't just a prophet. He was actually an individual who who was probably able to become a king. He was able to be an individual to rule the people, but he chose not to. Or rather, he you know he he went and and he would rather prophesy the things he believed to be true. But in verse fifteen, it says, "And it came to pass that in that year in which he was cast out from among the people, there began to be a great war among the people." There are many who rose up who are mighty men and sought to destroy Coriantuma by their secret plans of wickedness of which have been spoken. So we can see that being a king or ruler of these Jaredites was a very dangerous business. It seems that, you know, throughout the generations, if you were the king, there was always someone that was trying to trying to kill you so that they could take that, that um, power. Um, except for a few instances uh, where people gave up the throne like Ether or like... Um, Nimrod uh, to his father Shul or various things like that. There, there are very few instances where that where there is someone who gives up the power. And interestingly, um, many of those times there is peace. But of course, in Ether's case, the, the Jaredites have have become too far too wicked. Um, Edale Labaron said this quote: "Ether, the heir apparent to the Jaredite throne, was rejected by the people in power." The fact that Ether was the grandson of a, of a deposed king and that he was making accusations against King Coriantuma must have created a strong bias against him. Because both his person and his message were unwelcome in Coriantuma's court, Ether had to flee for his life. He lived without influence among the people rather than as a king in a castle. In fact, he was considered to be an, an, an enemy and lived as a recluse in a cave. He warned the people, observed the war by night and recorded the tragic events. Close quote. It's a very, very interesting point that that Ether was indeed a an heir apparent, but he was the grandson of a king that had been deposed, and then he went to King Coriantuma and started making accusations and testifying that he would be um, removed from his place if he didn't repent. Um, so you can imagine why uh, the why he Coriantuma did not like Ether uh, and didn't listen. But even so, perhaps he should have been willing to look past the. Uh, the person uh, and look at the message 
And I think that sometimes we are the same, that we look at people in a, in a and I, I don't think this applies so much to President Nelson. I think that everyone seems to love President Nelson, and rightly so. But perhaps when we look at our local leaders, and we look at the things that they say and teach and testify to us, and perhaps, you know, they've done something in the past that has upset us somewhat. Are we able to look past the person and see the message that um, they are giving to us? Um, unlike Harry Antima, who, of course, didn't see past the person, didn't look at the message carefully. And we we will find out now what's happened or what does happen. Uh, Ether, in verse 20, is told um, that he should go and prophesy unto Coriantuma that if he would repent and all his household, the Lord would give unto him his kingdom and spare the people. Um, but Coriantuma does not repent. Um, and it was a clear warning to Coriantuma that he had to listen to the Lord now or things would be lost. Um, and we are given many warnings about what we need to do in our lives, about how we need to listen to the Saviour, accept the Saviour and invite him into our lives. And then we can be able to receive his blessings. But if we do not, um, then we have been warned many times. We just need to look at the General Conference, um, the amount of General Conference messages. We need to look at the scriptures and see the amount of warnings there. Um, are we prepared to accept the Saviour into our lives and listen to that warning? Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please do join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'd love to hear some comments and some thoughts on what you've been studying and any feedback you've got. You can also email session at gmail.com uh, if you uh, want to share any feedback to me or if you'd like to um, join on in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.